How do you pivot your business or your professional path without going broke? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. That's pretty direct, isn't it, my friends? I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And I was recently asked this question by somebody in the corporate space, somebody who's still, um, you know, working a nine to five, not even really interested in business per se, but was asking me my opinion on how do you make a change in your life? life or in your business without going broke. If you are making your money and you're making your income and supporting your household and your family on a job or in your business, but you suddenly decide you want to do something else, how do you, you know, come to make that decision and how do you plan for it in such a way that you don't sacrifice your income and you don't, um, you know, feel the penny pinching too much? And my answer to this is always really direct. What are you willing to do for what you want? That is, I hate when I do that, right? I've done that a couple of times on the show before, but I answer a question with a question sometimes to make a point. Because the reality is, is that I think a lot of people, when they're trying to make a change or they're trying to make a, you know, pivot in their business, um, the letter writer that was asking me this question, you know, is, is working a job and human resources and and wants a different job. But I get this question in different ways because people have asked me how I closed my brick and mortar and went to an online business and, you know, what's the process for that? And I think the reality is, is the, the underlying question to this conversation is how do I do this without risk? And the reality is, is there's no way to make a major change in the way you move through the world or the way you work through the world without taking some amount of risk. So you have to decide the level of risk that you're comfortable with. And I've talked to people who want like a year's runway in their savings account before they're going to make a change. And I've talked to two people, you know, I've talked to people who just want to make sure that they have, they're like two weeks ahead of their bills or something. So your comfort level with risk is going to be a defining factor in this decision. The other thing really has to do with how willing you are to go outside your comfort zone, to think outside the box and to go outside the box. So for example, with me, when I was thinking about, um, you know, shifting my brick and mortar to something new, when I recognized for myself that I was burnt out, miserable, and, you know, really, really unhappy, I think I, I caught up with myself when I was already quarter past done. I really wish that I had paid more attention to how I was moving through the world and how I was feeling about my business. Um, before I got fried around the edges so much because I think there's a lot I would have done differently. But when by the time it came to the point where it was just really clear to me that I needed a change because I couldn't move through my business the way that I had been, what I ultimately decided is that I needed to figure out a way um, to determine what my minimal amount of money was that I needed to make each week. So my business was really successful. My caseload was full on a waiting list. So I was used to a regular steady stream of predictable income. The only thing that would waver would be like how many people I had, um, you know, paying me through insurance, insurance versus how many people were paying me through private pay options. Um, and so the number wouldn't vary too much. So when I was thinking about trying to make room and create space for a new plan and a new business, the where I started was what is the minimal amount of money I need to, um, 
um, you know, to, to pay my life, basically, to pay for my life. And I also, because I'm coupled up with my husband, we looked at it as a couple and as a household income because there were bills between the two of us that we had both grown accustomed to having my business pay for. So it was a, an approach for me was what do I absolutely positively need to make in order to, to sort of live with inside what we had defined for our comfort zone, right? He was still in, um, he was still in his residency at the time. So he wasn't making full-time doctor salary. So we were, were, we were used to my income to, to sort of offset and supplement that. And we together made that as a team. So then once I had that minimal amount, then I trimmed the fat from my schedule. I looked at like this, the people that I was willing to work with. I looked at the people that didn't drain me of my energy. I looked at the people that I was still willing to help and I kept them on my caseload and I let everybody else know that, um, I was going to be closing my practice, um, and referring them out or wrapping up treatment or, you know, making some sort of change to their schedule so that they would, you know, had they had advanced notice, of course, and I managed it all ethically and fairly, but I let them know that I was no longer going to be their therapist as of a certain date. And then I only kept the number that I needed in order to make my monthly income requirements. From there, I used all of my free time um, to build the online business. But that isn't going, you know, I always get this question. Everybody asks me how I did it. And the reality is, is I really believe that this is a personal choice and is really dependent on how you move through the world. But I can't tell you how many times people want to make a shift or a change for themselves, but they don't actually want to change anything. They just want it to be easy. They want it to be the DIY style. They want it to be low risk. They want it to be safe and they want it to be guaranteed. And a lot of the times when I talk to people, they are finding me in that same space that I found myself in where the misery level is so high, something has to give. And when I talk to my clients in that space, I say like, what are you willing to do here? Like, are you willing to be an Uber driver? Will you be a barista in a coffee shop? Will you, you know, like fill up your side money with, you know, one of those on-demand services that if you're not an Uber driver or Lyft driver, Maybe you're doing shift, shipped, I think it's called. Um, I have no idea how that's um, spelled. I, I think they abbreviate it somehow. Or, you know, tackle or, you know, one of those jobs or the dog walking app that you can sign up for. What are you willing to do for what you want to make room for the life you want to have? Um, and how far outside the box are you willing to go? Because I think a lot of times when people have this conversation, what they're also talking about is how do I do this with Without going into debt. And the reality is, is I think that's a really personal decision how much people you know, carry debt for the dream that they want, the life they want, the business they want. I just talked to a friend the other day who, when she was building her business, she said to me, like, I was in a hundred thousand dollars of debt right off the bat because I knew that that's, she's in a product-based business. So she had to stock her business with inventory. And she's like, I knew right off the bat that that's what was going to be necessary. I needed a space. I needed this. I needed that. And I just, you know, I made the decision because I believed in myself and I knew failure wasn't an option. So, some of this is about knowing yourself and knowing how you move through the world. Um, and a lot of times for people in corporate, like, you know, the listener who wrote in with today's question, you're sometimes dependent on health insurance benefits and you're sometimes dependent on 
you know, um, other benefits that are connected to your employer. So you have to pay attention to that. I was really fortunate that um, I built my business. Like when I started my business, I wasn't married to my husband at the time. So I'd already been used to my business supporting um, my health insurance goals. I was already used to already having to pay for my health insurance out of my business. So that wasn't a huge adjustment for me. But I know that a lot of people, when they go from corporate to business ownership, one of the biggest things they have to pay attention to is health insurance. And now I'm spared this, you know, whopping self-insured expense because my husband gets it as a benefit of his work and, you know, we're covered that way. So you have to know, um, you know, what your basic needs are to move through the world comfortably. Because if you put yourself so far outside your comfort zone that you're you're like kind of twitching and you're not comfortable in your skin, you are not going to make decisions in the best way. You're not going to be focused you're not going to be clear. You're not going to be direct. You're going to be making decisions out of an impulsive rush or desperation or fear of famine or fear of failure. And what you really want to do is create the cushion that you need. Because again, we talk about this on the show all the time, the role of self-awareness here. You need to know like what you um, need in order to be able to make good decisions with a clear head. So for example, when I moved from corporate to private practice, Um, I had um, some money that I had received um, from an inheritance and I knew that there was a certain amount of money that I wanted to invest in building a business, but I didn't want to invest all of it because I wanted a a nest egg. Um, And I I didn't know what the private practice was going to demand of me expense wise because I never owned one before and I never worked in one before. So I had imagined it would need X number of dollars and I wanted to make sure that if I got stuck, I had money. So I didn't just quit my job and go into private practice. And you'll see the pattern in how I made decisions. I worked my full-time job. And then in the evenings, I started seeing people privately one-on-one. So I started out with one night a week after work. And then I did two nights a week after work. And then I did three nights a week after work. And I'm talking like when I did that, I was doing like 6.30 to 9.30. So I had a 6.30 slot, a 7.30 slot, and an 8.30 slot. God help me. I look back on that and go, thank God. I did that in my late 20s and early 30s because I would not have the energy for that lifestyle now. Um, And then um, when those nights filled, I did um, nine to three on Saturdays um, and then took Saturday afternoon and Sunday off before I went and did the whole thing again. And when I was completely full with all of those evening slots and my Saturdays, I decided that I had enough of a cushion and enough of a runway because I had used, I didn't spend any of the money that I had made from those sessions, you know, as I was, you know, filling my practice because I was already used to the income from my full-time job. So I immediately put any session money that I was earning to either pay the rent for my office and the rest just went into savings. And when I filled myself up on a part-time basis, I made the leap and left my full-time job and then um, went full-time into my private practice. I did that for 10 years and then um, cut that practice in half until I moved into my online business. So, 
you can see in that pattern of behavior that like the way I think about those investments and the way I think about those decisions. And when you've never done something like that before, you know, you hear so many people who just tell you to take the leap or you tell people who you'll hear people say like, you know, you can't fear failure. I, I tend to think like you have to know how you move through the world to set yourself up for success because when people are impulsive, they go outside their comfort zones. They make decisions that are not consistent with them. They don't actually end up making good decisions a lot of the time. So you want to think about what's best for you. But then again, it comes back to that first question I asked you, what are you willing to do for what you want because you are going to have to compromise something. You're either going to have to compromise your time or you're going to have to compromise your money, but you are going to have to give something up in order to have the life and the business you want. So this question really starts with a self-examination of that. How badly do you want it? And what are you willing to do to get it? Because it might put you outside your comfort zone. It might lead you to a place where you're making some really hard decisions around what you're willing to give up, um, how you're going to spend your time and how like how sort of tenacious you were going to be in achieving that goal. Now, I mentioned my friend to you who, you know, went into 100K worth of debt for her business. I wouldn't be able to operate that way. Um, I I would not, like, I wouldn't be able to sit with that. So anybody could tell me like, oh, how badly do you want it? I, I would have to say not that badly. So, you know, and now she's, you know, sitting in the, the sort of, and reaping the rewards of that investment that she made in herself. And, you know, that's the thing that I tell her is that, like, you didn't go into debt, you made an investment in yourself. And I do think that of people who choose to, you know, sort of go beyond their means is you're making an investment in yourself and you're betting on yourself. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but you have to have the, um, you have to have the personality for it, right? You know, right now I'm currently obsessed. I don't know if he'll still be winning every episode on Jeopardy, but there's this guy, James Hoff, something or other on Jeopardy right now, and he is killing it. But his job is a professional sports gambler. So he, without blinking an eye, can be sitting on a $30,000 pot and then say to Alex, okay, I'm betting all of it, or I'm betting 20,000 of it without really thinking. He has the sustenance for that to still be clear-headed when he's answering a question. You want to use your self-awareness to know what you're willing to do for what you want and who are you and how do you move through the world and what do you need in order to make this change successfully? Because that is what it's going to come down to. So often people just focus on the money. And I can't tell you how many times people will say, yes, I know my business can't grow until I hire someone, but I'm so afraid I'm not going to be able to afford them or yes, I know I need to pay for ads, but you know, and this is my line that I use all the time. Yes, I know Facebook ads might get me to where I want to go faster, but I think, you know, (laughs) like when it comes to Facebook ads and online ads, the house always wins is like my expression, right? So we're all going to come up with reasons and excuses for why we're not going to go outside our comfort zone. And when you make that decision, regardless if it's an excuse, regardless if it's a mindset wobble, or you're simply playing it safe, you then do have to ask yourself, what am I willing to do instead? If I'm not going to go into debt, what am I going to do? And make that decision and own it. But if you keep thinking about all of the reasons 
why you can't make a change, why you can't leave your job, why you can't pivot your business. It's just never going to happen. But if you ask yourself what you're willing to do to make it happen, it changes the conversation. I think this is a really important question. I just want to acknowledge that this is not the first time I've received this question. Somebody else a couple of weeks ago actually wrote this really well thought out letter to me about this and sort of asked me the pros and cons. And I hope I answered that um, question in depth enough. But unfortunately, I think I deleted the email. I couldn't find it in my inbox when I went to record this episode. So um, if there's anything in this discussion that I haven't answered, clearly get back to me and write to me and I'll, you know, I'll have your back, even if it's just a private email, so as to not regurgitate everything for everybody listening today. But thank you so much for keeping the questions coming in. The best questions make for the best pod. If you have a topic suggestion, that you'd like me to tackle on the show or you want my two cents on your life or your business, please, I invite you, I implore you, send your questions in, heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.